0: Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It's time for our first 2024 NFL mock draft today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You are locked on NFL scouting with the Draft Dude, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Yes, thank
1: you. Hopefully hopefully the the table is filled with lots of delicious things. And when we're done here, you can go gorge yourself and passed out hopefully to a bunch of correct picks that we made yesterday uh, for week 12 of the NFL season, since we got a full day of football here.
0: Yes. Well, all the, all the games today are a touchdown spread or more, right? So um, hopefully this mock draft can provide some excitement for the people. First one of the cycle, Kyle, I know you've been in the tape, right? You've been writing reports Mm -hmm. for Athlon sports. You're well-versed on this class and it's time for, our first look at a mock draft. So this is going to be Kyle making these picks. Yeah. I'm going to kind of steer us through the conversation.
1: So just to set the table, the the top five, I use the pro football focus mock draft simulator, Um, Chicago with the number one overall pick courtesy of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, The order Arizona at two, New England at three Chicago again at four with their own organic pick. And then the New York giants at five is where we stand as of the time of doing the mock. Now, That's not the order of the actual picks because I made a trade, but we can talk about that when we get there. But uh, number one, uh, Chicago bears, y'all get this position where you get two top five picks. You're going to finish in last place in the division. Again, this feels like the opportunity to flush the system, start over and get a GM, a coach and a quarterback all at the same time and give yourself a fighting chance to actually tangibly build something. I still have Caleb Williams as the first overall pick. I know there's a big push with Drake May right now. Um, Caleb Williams kind of his season at USC has not gone to plan, Uh, but I do get really excited about his skill set, his eye for big plays, his ability to extend, um, create explosives. The arm talent is off the charts. I know Drake May brings a lot of the same things to the table, but, Caleb just kind of has that artistic flair about him that I, I just really love. So I, I gave him to the Bears at one.
0: All right. At number two, the Arizona Cardinals are picking Kyle. A fascinating situation no, here. They are not they're picking not it. Too. Well, that, no. I was going to put it on the table there and talk about do they stick with Kyler Murray? Do they lean into the tendencies of Monte Austin for to trade back? What are we doing here?
1: So they have a quarterback who they've committed a big contract to. And you can make the argument they won't be here again, and that's fine. Um, but Kyler Murray came back and Kyler Murray's playing uh, and and Kyler Murray's a big time investment that this team has had uh, and will continue to have for the next several seasons. So I'm taking this opportunity for the Cardinals to do exactly what they did last year, which is move out of a premier spot and cash in. So I have the, the Cardinals moving out of two. I have the New York Giants coming up from five. So Jumping the New England Patriots effectively is what's happening here, uh, and the Giants are coming up. And the projected draft capital there is um, a two, a two next year, and an additional day two pick to come up. If the Patriots turn that into a bidding war, you, you can get into first round picks and all that. But I just th- that was the the compensation that I used for the trade. So Arizona cashes in; uh, they're already in a surplus based off of last year's trade. And I have the Giants taking Drake May at two uh, because the Daniel Jones experience, we we talked about this quite a bit Joe, the last couple of weeks. weeks. Uh, May has played pretty well um, with the new system in place at North Carolina. Has a lot of really likable traits. He's a little bit more prototypical and traditional. He's a little bit less of the uh, artistic flair like Caleb Williams is. Uh, but Drake May, as a fresh start at the quarterback, position for new york they can get out of the daniel jones contract after the season Uh, i just think the way that things are trending whether it stays brian dable or it's not brian dable i think they need to reset that clock get out of that daniel jones contract invest a lot of that money elsewhere they're going to need to get some other offensive linemen and some skill players involved there Uh, and that that's the pathway that i have chosen for for the giants
0: giants move up jump the patriots they swap a duke quarterback for a north carolina quarterback and we'll see what happens now the patriots at three They're kind of out of it for quarterbacks, if I understand this draft class correctly. So what are are we doing here for New England at three after they get jumped by the Giants for a quarterback? Yeah, so you can make an argument for other first-round quarterbacks. We'll kind of get into that
1: later. I don't think there's an appropriate candidate here for New England. Um, I have them taking Olufashanu, offensive tackle from Penn State. Uh, You think about Trent Brown, the right tackle situation has been a problem regardless. Yep. Um, they just need talent regardless. And they've got a bunch of interior offensive guys between all the guys they spent mid-round picks on this year. Cole Strange with a first-round pick. If it's going to continue to be Bill, that DNA, you know they're going to want to continue to play games close to the vest and run the football. And like You need better trench play. You need better offensive line play. I think Olu Fushanu does that. He's a prototypical player at the position. Um, and positional value, uh, I think is a, a big needle mover here as well, because whether it's Mac Jones or somebody else, their DNA is kind of, you know what to expect and you can make a very strong argument for Marvin Harrison jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need skilled players, but I don't think their trench position, their trench game is in a, the position it needs to be for them to play at a high level regardless,
0: especially sure, with how they want to play. I'm sure Patriots fans will take no exception with going with Fashanu over, Marvin and Harrison Jr who just happens to be on the on on the board here for the Bears with their second first round pick their original first round pick at number 4 Kyle I'm guessing Harrison's this is it this is the
1: Is it is a no brainer right you right. got Caleb Williams at 1 you're going to get Ooh. some assets for Justin Fields at some point you got a bunch of extra draft capital because of what the, the trade last year with for Bryce Young with Carolina you got DJ Moore in house now you got DJ Moore paired with Marvin Harrison Jr and Caleb Williams you're cooking with gas all of a sudden, but like that's why I think it's appropriate to do this. Like reset your clock. Whether it's fair to Justin Fields or not, Justin Fields would probably love to play with Marvin Harrison Jr. and play play with DJ Moore, but yeah. um, just that the timing and the life cycle, and that that's why you see some of these teams that are kind of perpetually caught in this cycle. If Chicago's going to get out of it. That's the selling point. Is like let's do this all at the same time, but uh, it's a heck of a one-two punch. And credit to Chicago and, and credit to Ryan Poles that. Traded back, you got an offensive tackle last year. Now you're getting a quarterback. Now you're getting a wide receiver on top 10 picks in a two-year stretch. Like that's the kind of surplus if all those guys hits, they can can really spike your football team.
0: Could offense be a thing in Chicago? Well, this would be one heck of a foundation to set to give yeah. you a chance. If it never was. Now,
1: now <laughs> at number five,
0: this was the Giants. They moved up to two with the Cardinals. The Cardinals moved back from two to five and this is who they get.
1: Yeah, and uh, we're assuming Jonathan Gannon's going to, hold firm here. Yeah. Um, they're another team like new England that I just think they need talent. Right. And it's kind of a weird class where the best edge guys, a guy with major medical questions, uh, the best skill players off the board in Marvin Harrison jr. I don't, I don't love the group of, of skill players unless you're going to go with tight end and, and Brock Bowers. And there's a positional value dynamic there that just kind of feels a little uncomfortable as good as Brock Bowers is. Uh, So I went with the best player, and I think one place that they are really hurting is up front on the defensive line. Johnny Newton out of Illinois is the pick here at five, and he's had a nice season. He's maybe not as much of of splash production uh, as he had last year when he had five-and-a-half sacks and 14 tackles for loss, although he still has five-and-a-half sacks this year. And he's had three sacks and three tackles for loss in in the last four weeks for Newton. So he's finishing the season strong. Uh, A lot of his disruption this season maybe hasn't yielded production because that Illinois defense took a step back from how good it was in 2022. But uh, Newton's a baller and he's a, a really disruptive player on the interior. And I would love to see that be a player that's added into the mix where I think Arizona really has nothing right now.
0: All right. So our top five in the books, the bears at number one, Caleb Williams, number two, the giants move up for quarterback Drake may at three, the Patriots, the Patriots, pick offensive tackle olu fashanu at four the bears marvin harrison junior the wide receiver and at number five the arizona cardinals at illinois defensive tackle johnny newton the titans commanders falcons packers and bucks are all on the clock here in the next segment so don't don't go anywhere stick with us we gotta tell you about prize picks prize picks is the funnest most exciting easiest way to play daily fantasy sports the format is Awesome! It's just you against numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players, including pros and including sharks. All you do is you select two or more players, you pick more or less in their projected stats, and you place your entry. That's it. it. Does not take long. You can make an entry in under a minute. And when you win, the withdrawals are super super quick. So go to prizepickscom slash NFL and use code NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. Again, that's prizepickscom slash NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy six through ten six through ten so the tennessee titans scheduled to pick here at number six kyle go a bunch of different ways here for tennessee where are we going well i know we invested
1: a top 15 pick in peter skaronski last year and whether he's a guard or whether he's a tackle in the kind of the same vein of the New England Patriots picking at three. We know what you want to be. We feel like you got a young quarterback in Will Levis. You want to run the ball. Your line stinks. Can we be honest? Your offensive line stinks. And whether Derrick Henry's there or not, you need to get better in the trenches. So I have them taking Joe Alt, offensive tackle from Notre Dame. Uh, thought he took a really nice step forward in pass pro this year. Uh, always kind of had the tools. Uh, the physicality, the the athleticism in the run game. And now you, you've kind of seen this next step in his game this season where we're a little bit better in protection, where you have him uh, pass proing for Sam Hartman. And uh, I, I think he's really helped himself to alleviate the question about is he I'm trying to think of a comparison, like a Jack Conklin y type player? Remember when Jack Conklin came out and was like, yeah, he's, he's a dude, but or. Um, Robert jones some of those same questions too right like the pass pro was the question and i i think he's alleviated that so joe alt gives you flexibility skaronski if you want to kick him inside now all of a sudden the left side of your line is joe alton and, and peter skaronski that that's a group you can run behind and you're gonna get a lot of movement and uh I, i'm excited about that fit for tennessee if that's the route they go
0: six picks into this draft not a single sec player taken what is going on here the Washington Commanders here at number seven, seeing some life with Sam Howell, probably going to gut this coaching staff, a new direction in Washington with ownership. Where are we going here at pick seven? Another offensive tackle, which is our third and seven
1: picks. This sure. tackle class is awesome. And spoiler alert, this is not the only tackle that goes in the, top, the rest of the top 10. <laughs> right, so we got more coming. Crazy, crazy good offensive tackle class. I've told Fulaga, out of Oregon State. Right tackle, uh, War Daddy is the appropriate Way to describe Talise Fuaga. He is a monster in the run game, but he is long and surprisingly nimble. Um, for Washington, this is a matter of just getting better in the trenches. If you're going to stay committed to uh, Sam Howell, you know what you have with the skill group between Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. You got really promising players there. You could probably use some more ancillary pieces. Brian Robinson's been a productive back for Washington. So let's get some more guys up front and rejuice this offensive line because look, you can be playing the Eagles, you'll be playing the Cowboys, you'll be playing the Giants. Like you, you need to win in the trenches against these defenses in this division. And I think it is the Achilles heel for Washington is their offensive line. So Talise Fuaga is a name who wasn't on the radar uh, in the summer for me, but as I've watched him and I've watched that Oregon State tape, they're one of the better teams out west. I'll say out west because we don't know what, really what the conferences are anymore. Uh, he is an absolute. <laughs> so. Uh, to least
0: Fuaga pick it at, at seven for Washington, yeah. What well, Sam Howell can't get sacked 10 times every game, right? Right, <laughs> some of that's on Sam, but some of it's not on Sam, too. So, you know, you know, yeah, let's let's help him out both ways. All right, uh, next up, the Atlanta Falcons here at pick number eight. It's been a fascinating team with their recent top 10 picks, offensive skill players. I'm guessing we don't go with an offensive skill player, yeah. Here. It's,
1: at some point, we got to stop picking them, especially if we're not going to use them. Well, <laughs> no way. Uh, in the way that you would hope and expect them to. Um, this is a weird spot for me. I do have them taking pass rusher Dallas Turner uh, from University of Alabama, first SEC player. I don't think Dallas Turner is necessarily a slam dunk, profound, best edge defender in the class. Uh, I think the best tape goes to Lea Tablatu out of UCLA, but there's some medical questions there that seemingly are, are fairly significant. And for Atlanta, if they're going to retain the same regime, do you want to take that kind of risk in the top 10? I don't know. Turner's been productive this year. He had a nice leap. Uh, he's tied his – he's set a season uh, – he has set a career high in tackles for loss. He's on pace to, to set a career high in sacks as well. He's got 19 and a half sacks in three seasons at Alabama, and that was largely being a rotational guy at times early on. Um, I think he's the kind of guy that they've gone after a little bit as well when you consider the Eva Katie type players, like he's, he's kind of that kind of pass rusher. So I think they have a, still have an appetite for that. Um, so I'll go Dallas Turner here at eight, even
0: though I don't love it. Number nine, the green Bay Packers and Kyle, if there's one thing I know about the green Bay Packers. They pick defensive players in the first round. So which defender is going to green Bay this time around?
1: We're going with an offensive tackle. Because I'm tired of this offensive line. <laughs> Is that, so Zach Tom's positional flexible, right? Yeah. All of them. Yeah. You can play anything you want him to play. So that's not going to preclude me from doing anything. How many more eggs are we going to put in the Dave Bakhtiari basket? Or are we just going to say, Hey, you know, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and trade it to the jets since the jets are all in on getting oh, the gang man. back together. Oh man. We'll trade Bakhtiari this off season to the jets so that he could play four games. And then the jets can once again, be surprised at the offensive line fell apart, right? Ooh. Like JC Latham out of Alabama's the pick. This dude is, uh, I, I like him more than Evan Neal. Evan Neal is a top 10 pick. Evan Neal struggled since he got to New York. Uh, I think Latham's a little bit more uh, instinctive. Uh, he's similar build. He's an absolute monster. Uh, and I would love that to go with Green Bay when you consider how they've wanted to run the ball. You have a bunch of young players uh, in your skill group. If you're, you're going to upgrade that unit, I'd love for it to be an investment with somebody with some experience. Um. So I would I would draft JC Latham, who you could play at left tackle, you could play at right tackle, you move Zach Tom around, you have Eldon Jenkins all of a sudden. That has the DNA of a group that that's pretty promising. But I think they need this kind of infusion at in offensive tackle.
0: Wow. Well, uh, that'll be music to Jordan Love's ears, right? An investment, a big investment right. here in the offensive line that will be helpful. All right, to close out the top ten, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the board, another team that could see a coaching switch, a team that potentially need a quarterback. Like there's one like it feels like there's been several teams so far where it's like, yeah, a lot of different directions are possible here. Where are we going with Tampa?
1: I game best player available at this stage just because it's kind of like a weird intersection of the draft that you had this big run on tackles in front of you. And you'd certainly like to to get another offensive line. I know they have a lot of youth there in that group and they obviously have Tristan works who they're getting ready to pay. But uh you had to run on what, four tackles in the top nine picks in front of you. Yeah. So let's, let's not put ourselves in a square uh, peg as a round hole here. I gave him Brock Bowers, who I think deserves a spot in the top 10, a really blue collar football player. I know they drafted Kate Otten. I know they drafted uh, a couple tight ends and, and have really infused youth into that room, but he can help you get better in the run game, which you need to desperately do. He can help you as far as catching the football, he's more versatile than any of the other tight ends. So I think that's a really fun chess piece to go to Tampa Bay where it's best player available. It's maybe not a premium position, but you could see all the pathways that it would still benefit
0: an offense. That's a little one dimensional right now. Pick six through 10 in the book, the Titans at six offensive tackle, Joe alt at number seven, the commanders, another tackle here to lease Out of Oregon State, at number eight, the Falcons go defense. Edge rusher Dallas Turner from Alabama. At number nine, an offensive player for the Packers. Offensive tackle J.C. Latham out of Alabama. And Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia, is the pick for Tampa Bay here at number 10. Kyle, six picks coming up in the next segment, including one of the most rare things you'll ever see, a first-round selection for the Los Angeles Rams. So don't miss that. We'll be right back. Stick with us. All right, Kyle. Number 11, the Jets are on the board here. Defense is really good with the Jets. Aaron Rodgers presumably back at quarterback. How are we going to gear up for another ride here with Aaron Rodgers? Well, uh, I think
1: you need more on offense. I think your supporting cast needs a big juice. That speaks for itself. I don't really love into your offensive line value here. Obviously, they they did draft an interior offensive lineman and Joe Tipman last year, fairly early. Um, I do think they will explore options like David Bakhtiar. I know we joked about that, but like, I would not be surprised at all if they explored those kinds of options. Um, I have them going to the wide receiver and I gave them Malik neighbors out of LSU, who is a very explosive player. He's not the biggest, but he is super explosive. Uh, this get this past game. Uh, two games, really, that I had a chance to, to see in depth, uh, Florida and Georgia State. I watched Neighbors exclusively, and he um, has this extra gear to him that is just if you put that on the field with Garrett Wilson, uh, I really like what that looks like when you consider some of the other receivers right now are Alan Lazard, who got the, the big contract at $11 million per year and Randall Cobb, who Jets fans kind of poo-pooed and said, oh, he's wide receiver six, it's not a big deal. Well, he wasn't, and he he is not anymore either because they've got these young guys that they're getting these reps in, but you got young Isaiah McKenzie-type players that you could replace with a high floor and high ceiling player like Malik Nabors that I think could really benefit uh, this Jets offense long-term, not just in the twilight of Aaron Rodgers'
0: career. Yeah, I think it's Garrett Wilson and nothing for the Jets at wide receiver. Literally nothing. Alan Lazard, come on. Like He's told us who he is in the NFL, man. Uh, I think that's a great pick for them. Get a little juice to this this uh, wide receiver core. All right, number 12, the Chargers, presumably a team with a new coaching staff. Um, talent, right? They have talent, but they got to put it all together. What are we adding to the mix here?
1: Well, we are trying to continue to get explosive plays out of this offense. Uh, and the the supporting cast for Justin Herbert, they drafted Quentin Johnson in the first round last year, height, weight, speed guy down the field. Uh, but now you have Keenan Allen, kind of big contract in the late stages of his career. You got Mike Williams hurt again. Always you, yeah. like you, you don't really feel good about it. So you're you're back in this position where like Josh Palmer is in a prominent role in your your supporting group again. So I'm going to go wide receiver again. Joe, I I think they do have the nucleus of a really good offensive line. I didn't think running back was really in the discussion here. I think if Brock Bowers was here, this probably would have been the pick. Mm. Um, Roma Dunze uh, from University of Washington, averaging almost 19 yards to catch this year. Uh, This wide open Washington passing offense. I think he's a much more fluid player and a much better route runner than Quentin Johnson is and I think there could still be a role for both of those guys in the midst of the nucleus of what they already have, but they just are at this weird intersection with aging players and expensive players at wide receiver at the top of the depth chart that, that you need guys behind it, and I think a Dunze would be a really nice ad.
0: Well, Los Angeles Rams fans probably don't listen to a lot of mock draft episodes, but y'all are in Welcome. the mix. I don't think you've I don't think you picked a player in the first round since Jared Goff. Is that true? Like who uh
1: yes, I believe that is true. And and Un- it might it might continue to not be true. Who knows? Like they may right, they, right. still probably for- swing Brian Burns in the offseason or something like that.
0: But for now, they're but in for now. at pick 13. Kyle, do the rare thing. Talk about a first round pick for the Rams. Well, we already mentioned this player, uh Latu,
1: who plays at UCLA. So he's out there in their neck of the woods and he's by far the best pass rush tape of any edge rusher um, in the country this year. He's got 23 and a half sacks the last two seasons, and he has 33 tackles for loss the last two seasons. Healthy. He is yeah. super disruptive. He's all over the field. He's a nightmare to block. He's an energizer bunny type of player, uh, but the medicals there were were pretty scary. And, uh, he was originally at university of Washington left there, had a, I believe it was the neck thing that, uh, had some time away from the game. He didn't play a snap from 2019 to 2022 and transferred in the midst of that, like came back out of retirement. So, um, there's, that's a high risk pick, high risk versus high reward. Does anything feel more or less needy than that? Right, right. And they need the they need help on the edge for pass rush group. So, uh,
0: lay too, lot two to the Rams. Number 14, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, getting to be interesting, you could kind of just see them rolling with Antonio Pierce, right? I mean, at head coach, depending on how the season ends, but still mm-hmm. a, a bit of a reset there. We know that with Ziegler gone at GM, it's just going to have a different identity, a different look and feel. Moving forward, Kyle, where are we going with this Raiders team that desperately needs to find a winning formula and, and get back to you know being a, a contending type team?
1: Yeah, I think you – have the nucleus. I, I really, really admired how well they tackled against Miami defensively. Uh, they flew around. They need help in the trenches. Um, they obviously have Max Crosby. Malcolm Kuntz is an athletic young player who I think has come into his own a little bit. But Stay
0: healthy. He's going to be good. He's just right, always hurt, right? Yeah. Right.
1: The interior, I, d- I don't love, but I don't love the value here either. Uh, I think the safety room with Trayvon Moore has something with a little bit of life to it. I'm going corner. I uh, know they, they have a couple young corners. They just picked up Jack Jones off waivers. Not that that is anything I'm putting any baskets in. They drafted Jacorian Bennett this past year. They have Nate Hobbs. Uh, they have some youth. But I'm going Nate Wiggins from Clemson as the top corner. He's one of the better ball skills type guys in this class. Uh, he's long. He's 6'2". Um, so it's a little different body type than the other corners that they have. Obviously, they brought in Marcus Peters as a vet presence in that room but how long is he going to be there you don't really know um i really like what he brings to the table he's got three interceptions the last two seasons but he also has 19 passes defensed so he gets his hands on a lot of football and uh I, I think with his length that's a good fit for las vegas
0: it wouldn't be a draft cycle without a clemson corner right it's part of the deal gotta have right. one <laughs> number 15 the indianapolis colts on the clock here a team that you know, you hate to see Anthony Richardson lost for most of the season, but that'll be an exciting boost, but still a roster that needs to to add more around it. So what are we bringing here to Indy? Well, I lo- I,
1: we've talked about this corner room, and they have a lot of youth in this corner room, and they drafted Juju Brents, and they drafted Darius Rush, who didn't make the team, and they've got all these young players that are big, physical. They have a type at corner, right? I know this player just had a season-ending injury. Um but Cooper DeGene, uh, the corner from Iowa, five picks last year, three of which were pick sixes. He's got two picks again this year. Uh he played everything in high school. He's one of the most versatile athletes in this year's class. Uh, very big. He's six foot one. He's two hundred over two hundred pounds. So he's a dense corner. And he can cover, he can play his own, super ball skills. Um, just a little bit of a bummer that his season ended the way that it did but I think he fits the type of corner that the Colts went after last year quite a bit.
0: At pick 16, our last pick here on this. We'll, we'll finish it up tomorrow, right? The rest of the picks are coming tomorrow. Right. But the hottest team, the hottest team in football, the Denver Broncos here at pick 16 under Sean Payton.
1: And this this one hurts a little bit for the player that it is and, and the opportunity that he had last year to come out and chose to come back. Uh, and it has really not replicated the success of his first season in spite of his team having a lot of, a college success, but they bid farewell to Frank Clark. They bid farewell to Randy Gregory. I you know they got some young guys. Um, they, they have Baron Browning and Nick Bonito and, yeah. and uh, Jonathan Cooper. That's yeah. kind of young guys that are really getting after it on the edge for them. I'm going Jared verse uh, Florida state. This was the transfer in. Uh, he had nine sacks and 17 tackles for loss last year for Florida state. He's got about half those numbers and respectively this year, it's just not been, the same. Um, And and it feels like maybe a missed opportunity for him personally, but I still think when you take into account the profile, the athleticism, the two year sample size, you have enough here where this is comfortably a first round caliber player. And he is a little bit more of the Frank Clark bodybuild, whereas the rest of those guys are a little bit lighter. So uh, Jared versus uh, Florida state to the Broncos to kind of re, uh, reinvest in that pass rush room to close out the first half.
0: 11, Jets wide receiver Malik Neighbors out of LSU at number twelve. Roma Dunn's Washington wide receiver to the Chargers at number thirteen. The Rams go UCLA edge lay to Latu. Fourteen the Raiders Clemson corner Nate Wiggins. Fifteen the Colts get Cooper DeJean. DeJean not sure if that's Gene, the right way. Dijon, out of Iowa Dijon, got it. And, and Mister Irrelevant today is Jared Verse edge rusher Florida State adding even more speed to the edge rushing group to the Denver Broncos.
1: It's going to do it for us, seventeen through thirty-two tomorrow on the show. Happy Thanksgiving to those of you who are celebrating. You can find us on Cockroaches Joe Marino on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great rest of your holiday. Enjoy the football, and we will be back tomorrow for a Black Friday close to this week of Locked On NFL Scouting.